Welcome to the Bill Fisher Public. Still not coming through, though. Yo, buddy. What's up? Oh, there we go. Now we can hear you. We just... What's up? How's Fisherman? It's been fucking steady. I mean, we, uh, we've been fishing last, I don't know, 10 days straight or so. It's been uh, kind of, you know, the moon really fucks with it here, but uh, we had... Two days ago, we were 10 for 20, and then yesterday, we were 23 for 40, I'd say 47 or so, probably 50 or, 50 or so, if you're really calling it, but I try to be conservative on the count, and catch a marlin, fuck off another one, and then uh, they were really coming good yesterday. It was, you know, in the afternoon there, it was two, three, four, five, every, I mean, every teaser, every bait, have fish on it. And then uh, today, the bait kind of pushed in there where the fish were. And the fish are still there. It just, it, it, it there's so much heavy bait here right now with these lantern fish. It's like a, it's a, it's like a little red sardine almost. It's a, they get to be about an inch, inch and a half big. And it looks like a red cloud moving in the water. And they get on this shit, they get pretty locked jawed. And the bait pushed in where the fish were the last, you know, last three days. The bait wasn't there. You know, we were fishing and it was just kind of bait marks. And then today, the bait finally pushed into there. The last two days, it was about a mile inside of it. And it pushed outwards and kind of fucked up the fishing day. We still had a good day, though. You know, we had 18 bites catch 10, see a marlin a day, whatever. I mean, it was a good day. How far out is that that you're running? Uh, it was like, four, today it was like 44 miles, Well, Damn. That's sick. How's the- we, were, we were, we were offshore of the corner, you know, I mean, it's, it, we, we, we all call it now the offshore corner because it's literally 10 miles offshore, offshore of the corner, but the fishing really happens there usually. How's that, uh, how's the new boat? That's amazing, man. I mean, I think rides like a dream, and it, 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 in reverse, it responds unbelievably. And you know, Michael Rabovich builds, in my mind, the finest boat there is. Yeah, you, th- you like that better than the FNS or those Merits or Spencers or any of that stuff. Yes, there. I've never been on a boat that can even compare to the size and what it is. That's an older boat, though, isn't it? That's a '96. They're not that old. But it, it was repowered in 2016. We put the new set of QSM 11s in it at uh, 670s, and you know they've been flawless, and the boat runs great. I mean, when I got the boat, it only had 400, I think 440 hours on it, and we put over double that in a matter of two months. Sick. It did have the best name of any boat that I, that I could say. I mean, uh, I, if you name a boat Ramrod, you're getting them. <laughs> <laughs> it still has the, the spirit in it, even though you guys changed the name. <laughs> got a couple of bills in the transom right now, so. Fuck yeah. What are you guys, fishing with the boss, or are you guys fun fishing? Uh, I, I got a couple of guys, you know, that actually have the guys that fish usually the mid-Atlantic in town. Right now, last week I had one of their guys, and then this week I, I have actually the owner of the uh, Take'em, which is a 
61 up and uh, 61 Ricky Scarborough. Sorry. What, what, what do you think about the boat having that 61 Ricky Scarborough? Ah, uh, dude. I mean, the boat's all you want here. You know, it's not a boat for the for the Northeast or the Mid Atlantic, but uh, it's definitely a Cadillac, man. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I ride around with no eyes and glass whatsoever, and if if he gets any sort of chop, it's so dry. Yeah, how how would how would would that uh would that uh Pisces FNS would that thing be sick down there? Yeah, I mean if you capitalize on what it is, absolutely because you could always, you know, the the deal is you're dredge fishing here. Yeah, and if you can keep your spread in the water, it's just like live baiting. You know, if you can walk to the bow and you fish shorter dredges and shorter leashes, and you can go underneath the dredge. And you go to the bow, then you have a real advantage because you can fire the judges back out as well as your teasers and, you know, drive up on the fish and you never come out of a turn. You never stop fishing. And right. I mean, I, I spent a long time trying to convince David, trying the owner of the boat, trying to ship it down here. Because, I mean, if you slap a sonar in that boat, it would be highly competitive. Here. Have you used any of those boats out there to have that, uh, that Omni system? Yeah. How does that compare? I mean, it's like day. You can't compete here unless you have one. Do you have uh, one I on mean, your boat? No. Uh, no, no. I mean, if we had room for it, we would. Yeah. But it, it just, it's such a big draw going from, you know, the bottom of the boat to your your ceiling. You know, it's, I mean, for a full-blown Omni, it's, it's about 60 inches. We don't even have close to the room. I, I think we have like 46 or so. We could put a smaller version, which is a Conan, in our boat. And I think we would probably have room. But, you know, it's in my mind, like, this is a stepping stone for our boat. So what's going to happen is, you know, in another two years, we'll probably build a boat or buy a boat that we have the room or has the sonar. Save the money until then. Let's, let's just go fun fishing and have a good time on our rig. Yeah, especially if we're not even tournament fishing. Oh, I mean, that's the thing, you know. I, like, the Los Buenos shit, you know. I can't fish the Los Buenos stuff. I, I'm out of Capos, and they limit us, and which is really discredit to Costa Rica because, in my opinion, I mean, the John Brennan, the Keith Banks, the John Mumford, you know, Chris Peters, like, there is so many, Mitch Pearson, there's, like, 10 fishermen out of Coast, or out of Capos that would, at any given time, win that tournament. You know, it, it's, it's, they made it very much country club-ish, where, you know, if you're in Capos and you're paying lesser rent and you don't have a condo, that you're not going to be able to fish there, which is total bullshit. Like, you want the best fishermen to win, and every, I mean, I'm not discrediting the winners in any sort of form, but, you know, like, you want to fish against the best competition. A lot of those best competition come out of Capos as well. Yeah, it sounds like the Reef Cup. It's just it's a small little thing. Well, exactly. Oh, John Louis, you're not allowed to kill six Cobias. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's just ridiculous, really. Yeah. Wow, they just limit it to, like, um, members? Or people that well, they, they eliminate. Yeah, you, you have to own a slip, 
and a condo. I, I'm not sure if it's, you have to own a condo, but you have to be at least running a flipping in Los Sueños. Right. Uh, and I understand, you know, they have a good business going on there. You know, I mean, that's their own motto. Yeah, they're trying to but, bring business to the to the marina more than anything. Exactly, and it, I mean, it it truly is a smart business plan. I mean, that place is full up. You can't really say much about it, honestly. Yeah. But we love to fish it. I mean, there's a lot of people that would be anxious to fish it, but if I didn't have a sonar, I wouldn't even piss into the wind to try to fish that. <clears throat> that's everybody I've talked to so that's just they almost say like some of those tournaments that it should be a division you know people that have the sonar and people that don't because it's literally like well next you compared. know it's funny it's funny you say that the Pescadori tournament which is, in my opinion the Plagic tournament here and the Pescadori tournament here the Pescadori tournament is a strictly women's tournament it's hook in hand or you can hook it the women can obviously hold their own, whatever. Those are the two most competitive tournaments here. You have every top name boat from Sueños, and then you have all the, the Capos guys fishing it. I mean, the Pelagic tournament this year, you know, they had 67 boats this year, whereas, you know, the Sueños tournament had 30-something. And the Pescadori this year had 36. And they also had 14 back out because of the freeze out in Texas during that. I mean, like the the Pescadori tournament is, my opinion. I mean, that's the tournament to fish. It, it's fun as shit. It's good payout. I mean, two years ago they you know they paid out 100k in a women's tournament for first place. Damn. So, so is, is, I mean, I, is right now down there the best time to fish? It can be, absolutely. I mean, like I said, you know, yesterday we had a great day. I'm saying, it like, far as, the, far as the year goes, is, like, right now the time that's more ideal than, like, another time of the year? Yes and no. You know, I mean, last year during COVID, this time last year we were fishing on another boat here, uh, 63 Garlington, the My Three Sons, and we had a banner day, you know, like 23 miles from the marina we had. 110 bites in one day. You know, I think we call it like 67. But uh, it can be absolutely epic. And the, the one thing about here is it's very unpredictable. Damn, so like how, you go from, how many baits you know, do you rig a day then, not knowing what it could be? Like, how many baits do you take out there with you Like that are rigged? Uh, I mean, generally, you know, we, we I think we rig six packs a day. So six or six, six packs a day. So what, whatever that would be. Six times twelve, yeah. Right. And that's like, do you guys have days where you run out and you got to come in, or do you have more on the boat that you can rig as you're going? No, we thank God now we had since we upgraded boats, we we have a freezer on all board. How long is it? How long does it take you to rig like six packs? The boys knock it out on the yeah. way home. Oh wow! And how long is that ride? Hour? Uh, I mean, depending on where you're going, you know, like the last. Like where you went today. How long is that? How long did that take you to get there? About two hours. <clears throat> when I fished down there a long time ago, they were doing like the floss X, X on the head. It was pretty quick to rig a bait. It wasn't like, you know, the, the, are you guys doing the, like the 
swivel on the head or the O-ring? Now we're fishing Raul's. We're we're fishing the easy swivels. Right. So you're doing the the floss. I mean, not the floss. The the copper wire. Correct. Yep. And they. I mean, the, the easy swivels are, in my opinion, the way to go. Right. You don't. You the the deal is you know like with the floss a lot of times the bait the bait gets fouled up you know it's and your your hook can't swivel correctly. Right. But with easy swivels, you don't have to worry about the floss, and you don't have to worry about a no ring breaking. Mm-hmm. Do they got good tackle stores on there, or do you buy a lot of your stuff from the States and have it sent down there? Um. Well, you know, like Chad right there in uh, Fort Lauderdale at Carl's Bay and Tackle really supplies us with the vast majority of what we use. But any day-to-day product, we buy right here in Capos, and it's from the Capos Bait and Tackle right there. Like, and so they, crossbars you know, and all that stuff they sell right there at, at the tackle How store far? No, I'm saying like the crossbars and stuff you guys use. What do you mean the crossbars? A dredge bar. Oh, no. I mean, dude, we, we, we fish Bill Pino Squid Nations. I've been fishing the same bars for two years. I don't break them. Oh, gotcha. You know, I mean, if if you do them right and your and your tackles right, like we we're I mean we're fishing twenty four volt LPs, we still don't break them. Those those twenty four, I mean, those varial speeds are definitely a game changer, though. Uh, if you're fishing for numbers or blue marlin fishing, absolutely. I mean, you you really can't even compare. Like the the speed difference is amazing. Everything about it is totally different like if i say rip the dredge in you know like in a turn when i'm at, on, on a sail real tight and the fish makes a drastic turn i can rip that dredge in and it's not going to get tangled in the dredge Damn. you need that for blue marlin fishing you think that's faster one too a blue, i mean blue marlin fishing absolutely the worst you do is you know tease a fish into the dredge so if you're pulling on a teaser and you, and you smoke the dredge and, you know, you get past the dredge and it's still there, you know, 10 feet by it, what happens is the blue marlin switches from the teaser to the dredge. Mm-hmm. And then you're fucked. Now he's found the mother load and he's going to stay there. Uh, usually he fades off. You know, I mean, he might come out of it, but your switch is going to be really kind of screwed up. Nice. What happened to all the blue marlin fishing now? Are the guys still doing that? Oh yeah. Right now, I mean, it's fair on the on the pads and I mean people are getting eight, nine, ten bites a day. My buddy had, you know, a do- a dozen bites live baiting on this other day. But that's that's still like that far off far run, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean it you know, the for us the eighty mile fad, which is 80 out of those lost winners and the 80 for us here out of Cape Coast is for them producing, but you know, there's, it's 80 to 145 miles of the known fads. And then we also, out of Cape Coast, we also have the Golfito fads, which is a whole nother set of seamounts. And those can really fire off as well. How do you, how do you pick which one you're going to go to? Yeah, uh, just report truly. 
None of it's based off of like <clears throat> like wind or other things that produce like on different like different ways. Well, I mean, in the rainy season, I can tell you this much: that the golfito pads are much more susceptible to rainstorms, lightning, the whole nine. Mm. Like, I mean, they can get yeah, everybody advertised Costa Rica as being this black on place, which can be, of course, you know, for our high season, which is right now, and like it's going to end soon. But like the rainy season can get super. Super shitty. I mean, I've been out there. I mean, we we got caught out there on our old boat, the 34, and it blew up on us, and it was easy 10 foot, you know. I mean, it was, it was super uncomfortable for us, but made it happen. It was fun. I mean, it's like they just – it changes, you know, just like anywhere. I mean, like Costa Rica is as common as what it is because of the mountains protecting it. And to predict – predictable wind is always out of you know out of the east so the mountain range predicts the wind they'll save you but once you start having squalls and fronts come through it gets shitty you know just like anywhere they don't have uh, any tournaments for those blue marlins yet no nobody and we we've talked about it you know doing almost like a, a march madness countdown Okay, so you're going to fish these days, two boats versus two boats. You know, it's not it's not everybody versus everybody if you're going to get into it, and then you shut down. So it's similar to the mano a mano, you know, that Jimmy Johnson yeah. does. I think that would be a really good idea there. It, it, it worked. Yeah, I, I think you get probably 20 boats to do it. Yeah, that'd be sick. Why don't, why don't you think they have, like, a real tournament, like a real day, big, big show going well, well, the biggest problem is I think it's hard to regulate a distance. B, there's a lot of everybody be setting fads. There be private fads all over the place, and it's just like deer, deer on corn. You know, the more, the more amount of fads on a seamount or wherever, the more displacement there is. So, I, I, in my opinion, I think that the fad fishing here is almost declined over the last. I don't know, two, three years, four years, because there is a lot of fads out there. A lot of people are setting them and nothing, anything. And it's, it's just a lot of food. Like you have to remember that. I mean, like every fad has acres of bait on it when it's right. I mean, it also cannot be right, but if it's right, it's got acres and acres and acres of bait. There's just too many people setting too many fads in a small area. That's pulling them away. So it's, that, like diluting it. I mean, that's my opinion. Right. And then you a know, tournament I, would further do that and promote that in a much bigger way with a hundred thousand dollar pot. Somebody's going to go. Correct. I, I, and, you know, I mean, I could be so totally off kilter there, but that's, that's just, I mean, I, I don't think that's the, you know, the deterrent to doing a tournament, but in my opinion, I, I think that is kind of one of them. You know, and everybody kind of fat fat fishes quietly. It's not like okay, yeah, we're gonna like we're gonna go to the fads and fuck them up. Like everybody kind of slides out there. Right. What's uh what's y'all's schedule look like? <clears throat> Are you still planning on going to uh down to Mexico and everything else? Well, with the boss having a baby, we are not going to be going to the 
to Mexico this year. Um, we're actually going to be fishing all the way through this month and a little bit into next. And then we're going to be cutting our deck out and redoing a bunch of varnish work. And then we'll do a fad season and then come around, I think, probably September, November, looking at penis. I had Andy Moyes fishing with me yesterday, and uh, we're talking about schedule there. I talked to him today as well. So hopefully we'll we'll be in Tropic Star for a couple of months. That'd be a month. That'd be cool. Whatever, you know, figure it out. There, you know, that's one thing about Costa Rica. You go north or south, and there's excellent, excellent fishing. Hell yeah. Hey, there's, uh, there's no fads for the sail fishing stuff? No. No, the the deal here is is that the, there's so many longline boats, they'll they'll rip your shit up. If uh-huh. it's inshore, try to set it in inshore set here, that it it will get fucked up, and you really can't stay on top of it. Right, I got yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember hearing about that. So I mean, the the tuna fishing here has been incredible. We came into a tuna school the other day. It was, I mean. It was late in the day we came into it. We kind of had a slower day. We were marking the shit out of the fish. There's tons of bait and seeing cutters on top and they're eating these land fish again, these little tiny red sardines. And they get keyed in on them and it was right on the full. And if it's on the full, what's happening is, you know, they're eating them all day, whatever. So we pull off of them and I, I, I got a really good radar, you know, that Bruno radar and I pull into a tennis school. And it is acres of tunas on top. I mean, like, not just a couple, like, you know, and a square acre of 70 to 100 pound yellowfins just rolling on top. All you see is, is sickles in front of you. We, we caught a couple off of, off our rig there and it was good, you know. We caught it out for dinner, and we kind of sustainably fished. And we're not going to kill a shit ton of tunas for no reason. Yeah. Nobody likes eating frozen tuna, you know. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the <clears throat> what's the biggest tuna you guys caught down there? Uh, uh, I guess two years ago we caught a uh, hundred sixty pounder, not on live bait. That was just on the Islander. Dang. There is a yeah. uh, <clears throat> there was a boat here the other day that. I guess they were sword fishing and they had a, there was a bunch of big yellow fins that were airing out behind the boat and they literally pulled up their sword baits and started trolling sword baits behind the boat with two LPs and caught six yellow fins that were all like 60, 70 pounds on 300 pounds. Yes, I mean, Steve Smith used to go out there all the time this year or years prior, this time of year, and fucking whack the yellow yeah, they get pushed in. You know that wind starts blowing hard out of the east. You got to think it's the Gulf Stream. They're migrating. If you get on the western side of it, I, I mean, I think you could probably catch them whenever you want. But the problem is, you got to weed through all. You know, Benito Skipjack. Yep. And I, I saw Raul and them caught a really nice one. Lord, I think it's like one sixty-five or something like that. Seems like there's I been more more this year that have been caught. Years, I, I still think I got the record out of Ocean Reef. Yeah, I don't think anybody what was that 175. Uh, yeah, like 178, something like that. Yeah, I don't think anybody's caught one that big. That was so lucky. <laughs> That's the biggest one I've heard of. I mean, luck. 
There's a bunch of 100, 20, 30s, 40s. But what that that that's uh <clears throat> that was on that was on light tackle too, wasn't it? It was uh we caught him on 30 pound leader and 15 pound main. Jeez. Hmm. We never would have caught him if he didn't get tail wrapped. No fucking way. Right, yeah. You know, and we caught one last year on the RCV. I think it was like 115 or so, and we fought it for five and a half hours. And it was, we caught it because, you know, we could go to the bow and throw the harpoon at it. Did you guys get rid of that thing? We we did sell it, yes. Does he even have, does he have a boat here in Florida, or is he, is it just solely no, coast operation now? We are single boat program, which is awesome. Nice, nice for you. Huh? Yeah, man. When you, you when you come, good. when you coming back to visit us, you don't got to come back to this shithole of a country anymore. Fucking never, dude. I'm going to Mexico. I I got to check out every ninety days. I'll be going to Mexico, do my border run, come back, go with the chick, and hang out, man. I I have no interest in the United States. How long you got to stay out of there? Uh, just a day or so. Oh, yeah. Oh, so then, I mean, you'll come back for, uh, like, duck hunting and stuff up in Maryland. I mean, I'll, I'll be back for the White Marlin Open, and then I'll probably go to Canada for, you know, two weeks. It's kind of my schedule right now, and go back and see my family, obviously. What's in Canada? What's that? What's in Canada? Duck hunting. Nice. You still practicing your calls? A little bit. As much as my girlfriend can tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're the only guy in Costa Rica uh, practicing his duck calls? Dude, I, I mean, like, I just, a lot of times, you know, we have guys come in town and they're, they're all hunters and somebody will say something about calling or whatever and they get brought up and like, oh, you know, like, show them we can do whatever. The gun dog comes think, out. I just think I'm like, God damn, my neighbors must be like, What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> do your uh <clears throat> when the people come in, do they stay with you at your place? Uh it depends. You know, like Ryan Wolf comes down with Pat and, you know, other good good friends and they'll stay here, obviously. Like anybody that's you know, close to the flock stays here. How uh, how big is the I mean you you obviously move places, right? You had a small just like a place for yourself before. Yeah, we got a three bedroom place here, man. It's it's really nice. No complaints. Dang, that ain't bad. Does Pat come down and stay for a while with you guys, or is he just in and out quick? He usually comes down. I'd say when he's not preoccupied. Uh, I'd say you know twice a month at least. How long is that? That's a quick flight, right? Uh, to, to San Jose, it's about two and a half hours, and it there's a. Like domestic flight that flies in here that takes about fifteen to twenty minutes, and it's super easy door to door. That's sketchy uh, little I mean, plane. Yeah, if you if you time it correctly, flying into Capos is five times faster than driving to Los Angeles. Well, yeah, driving anywhere, I feel like there's like a death trap with those. Mountains. Yeah, I mean, I mean, traffic here can be super unpredictable. I remember last time we were we were gonna me and Chris were gonna come down before the uh, COVID stuff. I was like me. I looked at that. I was like, I hate flying on those little planes. And you're like, Well, you're safer uh, flying on that plane than you are driving across the mountain. Oh, dude. I mean, 
if you're not experienced driving here, it's definitely a shell shock. <laughs> you still got your truck? Yeah. We got a little Toyota Hilux here, man. It's perfect. Dang. Is there, is there any kind of hunting or anything like that in Costa Rica? Uh, there's some of the locals do some like dog hunting for these little, they look like rats, but apparently they're really good to eat. They're like little guinea pigs almost. Uh, what do they call them? Uh, man, I, uh, I honestly forget the name, but you, you see them all over the place. Baby, what's the name of the, like the rat looking thing? Actually, I don't know the name in English. No, no. in Spanish. What is it in Spanish, baby? It's like, uh, uh I always forget. She forgets too. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nice. No, because there's a, there's a one that they got in Cuba that I'm forgetting the name too that I think it's. It's the same, dude. Really. It's I mean, it's same. like, it, it looks just like a fucking rat, but it's overgrown. It's not a paca? About a paca? A paca. Yeah, Mapache is raccoon. Mapaca. I don't know. Mapache. There's one that's in Cuba. They call it the banana rat. It's. Uh, yeah. Hutia. Hutia. That's what it is. Hutia. Aguti. is what she said it is. Ah. Aguti. So. Yeah, it's the relative yeah. to the guinea pig and the uh, chinchilla. That's it. Dang. I got sushi getting ready to get delivered here, man. Just live life. That's nice. Yeah, dude. Everything good here. Yeah, no, you, sh- <laughs> you sent me some video of some pool party you were at, and that man, it looked like... It didn't suck. It didn't suck. Yeah, I think that's what I wrote back. I was like, that doesn't suck. Nah, dude. We live a great life here. Yeah. Like, I mean, that... Uh, no complaints about anything, really. You got a bunch of friends down there now? Oh, yeah, man. We, I mean, we have, especially Capos, you know, it's it's so diverse. You know, half my friends are fishermen and half aren't. So it's really nice to mix it up and not always talk about fishing. Are there, uh, is it Americans there or is it like, who, who's there? Is it like African, like South Africans, like Canadians? Like what, what kind no, of I mean, I, like all my neighbors here are they're all American. Dang, can't beat uh, that. Majority of my friends here are definitely American, but I'm also, you know, very, very friendly with a bunch of the locals here. I mean, it's it's really nice. How, how does that work with like the taxes and stuff? Are you like, are you are you claiming residency in Costa now, or are you, or do you gotta you still pay taxes like on money you make like in America? Well, I mean, how it works is. If you spend less than, I, th- I think it's, or if you spend more than like 340 days out of the year out of the country, you don't have to pay state income tax, which obviously we don't have to worry about if, if you're from Florida. And you also don't have to pay federal income tax, but you still have to pay Social Security. Gotcha. So... I mean, it, it's last, the year before this year. Obviously, the uh, I I didn't I I went that route, but this year with the new boat and all that, I, I've been I've been uh, 
in the United States for, uh, I guess I was there for three years, or three months, sorry. You uh, you ever plan on moving back here? Are you just going to plan on living down there for forever? Uh, it's my choice. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I guess at the end of the day it comes down to, to Pat, right? Yo. Yeah, it's Jeremy. Yeah, I can hear you now. So I said, I guess it comes down to Pat. Yeah, no, I mean, I think our program would be based out of here, and I, I, I could see myself being here for a long time. And does, does, does he want to move down there? Pat? Yeah. No. No, I mean, he's got his boat here, and he's very happy with everything else. You mean he doesn't want to go sit outside Miami and catch a king and a bonita? One sale? I mean, it's kind of pointless. And miss you a know. sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, great, great days, five sales. Where it's you know, oh, you're generous there. A great day might be three, depending on the day. Right. I mean, it's just it's very like you got to you got to look at your time standpoint. You know, if you if a slow day here, like I mean, honestly, a slow day here is you know ten bites. Maybe see a marlin, big. Big gaffer, dolphin. I can always, you know, pull in a bunch of tunas and slay a bunch of elephants if we want to. So it it just kind of value of time. What time of year down there is it like they're not biting? Is there any time that there's like nothing happening? Uh, water gets green in October, honestly. The rain from the rain. When the rain comes, when the rain comes, and it's also just super dangerous. That there's so much shit floating in the water. Like, I mean, I've passed like trees that would just absolutely sink anything. Jeez. There's no nighttime running out there. huh? Oh dude. I, I mean, I've, I've come across log trails here that I have to back my way through to blow through it. Log. You know what I mean? That many logs at once. Like I'm talking about, uh, blow logs that you legit have to back through like you back into it and put it in forward to break it up to, to, to thrust through it like thrust to open it up correct hey give me give me one second here That's crazy. <coughs> Having to back through a log. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. Yeah, there's other places that get like that. I think uh, some of the places in DR, there's just so much rain that the rivers will just rush and like trees will come down and come out and fucking. Trip down there before they move to. Yeah. Sorry, boys. You there? Yeah, we're here. We are here. <clears throat> you guys, uh, Will, is there, is there any like, is there any swordfish or anything like that down there? 
Uh, there is. Every once in a while, you see them on the long lines. But uh, the water temperature here is really hot, you know. Like fishing every day, it's like 86 or so degrees. You still surfing? Right bus? now. In the earlier season, it's a lot of you still you still surfing a bunch? Ah, uh, yes. Whenever I can get out there, man. I, I haven't had time to wipe my ass right now. <laughs> you got a full time mate down there, right? Yeah, we're going to turn. You got a what? You guys hear me? Yeah, you know. Yeah. You said you got a what? You got a full time mate? Yeah, I got I got uh my my full time guy. And also uh, usually every day I usually have, you know, another rider with me. I guess it's pretty easy to hop on boats down there. Everyone's like always down to fish. Yeah, you know, somebody's not if you're not fishing. It's kind of open community. People just kind of hop on and help out. You ran into any of the guys down there that are from the states, that are from like like well, like Eddie Wheeler or any of those guys? Hi, uh, Eddie's out of Fuego. You know, I don't really see those guys very much. It's a whole different world. Yeah. How far is that from you? Uh, it's about driving about an hour and ten minutes. Hey, the, the ballyhoos that you guys get down there are they flown in or there's like local ballyhoo that or you can catch there's a bunch of locals here and but uh we we actually ship our ballyhoo there through hannibal at triple crown mm-hmm. and his shit is fucking insane like it fishes all day it doesn't wash out like it i mean it's the best bait i've ever fished hands down really nice yeah so, uh, a, a ballyhoo is a Pacific fish as well? Yeah. So, yeah. so you're taking an Atlantic bait and putting it in the Pacific, but is this, there's still is Pacific ballyhoo that look the same? The Pacific ballyhoo is a little bit uh, elongated. It's longer. Its stomach's also different. Like, you can't shit a Pacific ballyhoo. Really? So nobody uses the Pacific ballyhoo for any reason? Uh, not so, no, I mean, all the local fear fish them. The Pacifics? Yeah, because they're not yeah. flying their stuff in from somewhere else. No, I mean, they buy those baits for like a dollar a piece or less. <laughs> Whereas, you know, the, the marina here buys them for, or you buy them for the marina for over $2 a piece. Nice. Do, um, <clears throat> do you see a difference, like, working-wise, like, uh, those versus, like, Pacific versus... I mean, definitely. I, I I think that you know our baits definitely outfish theirs for sure, and it's a smaller size. Usually, like the Pacific fish ballyhoos here are, are kind of larger. Do you guys ever <clears throat> do you guys ever fish those sardines that you're talking about, like the red sardines? I mean, they're about an inch long. There isn't really a way to fish them. I guess tuna tuna, <laughs> tuna fishing is uh, when you. I'm saying when you guys like tuna fishing, do you guys um, like. Up, uh, I mean, here. the closest Jeez. thing you can do to imitate them is drag like a little tiny red, like, haired feather with just the feather and a hook. 
No, I mean, like, you know how when we tuna fish here, you're using all, like, live pilchard. It's like when you guys are tuna fishing down there, do you even need to... If these things even got the size of a pilchard, we'd think about it. But, I mean, like, they're... Dude, like, when I say they're an inch long, it's, like, that's a gross underestimate. Like, they're they're tiny. Like, you, if you put a... Like, you couldn't put a hook on it. Like, they're small. Like, I mean, if you look at it on a sounder, it's just clouds. It's not a hard hard mark like scaled bait, bait or anything right yeah when and when those sales get, and they get on those little baits like that's all they want is something that small huh well i mean it's very similar to what happens you know in the mid-atlantic with the white marlin right you know i mean it, like there's white marlin get all those crack minnows and it's done right. yeah i mean it's not done but it's just it can be very difficult to make a meet right it happens here in uh in South Florida too. I think like early season, when the sales start coming, like right when they start coming down, there's always a little bit of time when I know guys like ah, I saw twenty, thirty, and they were just like eating these little baits. Right. Um, I mean, it's like pulling up to a shower. You know, the the baits are shower or the fish are showering baits, and your your belly hues are aren't jumping. They're not going to get bit. You know, or or if they're only showering blueback, and if you got a greenback, you're probably not going to get bit. They get very selective, just the way kind of things go. Smarter than you think. Uh, I mean, it's just they're keyed in. You know, it's just what they want to eat. That's what they know they're eating. They, there's no question in their mind. It's not like, like, okay, they're balling herring, and you throw a gog in the middle. I'm not going to get bit. Yeah, no doubt. You fishing tomorrow? We are. Yeah. And then I got tomorrow and I got Saturday off and then I got to do oil change Saturday and Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think I got off Thursday and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Damn. How many days how many days here do you guys fish? Nah, I'd say you know, right around 100, 110. Dang, you're out there. Yeah, uh, I'm very fortunate, you know. Well, yeah, you're excited to get out there and catch some. I mean, you never know what you're going to catch. It could be fucking oh, dude, an epic day any day at any time. It's completely, so. completely Jurassic Park, and every day it's a tournament. That's sick. Nobody flies flags down there, right? No. What would you? What, does anybody ever try? No, right? Ah, uh, some of the charter boats do, man. It just, you know, it's kind of. It's marketing for them, though. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I mean, it like it, especially on the private docks. It's just kind of no need, man. Everybody's friends. <laughs> You'd get a workout every day putting those flags up. Yeah, some days, but it's not, you know, like people's biggest. Mi- like misconception is that oh I'm going to Costa Rica we're going to catch 30 like it don't happen like that it's just like everywhere else like it can be really good I mean just like today like yesterday you know we have damn near 50 sail bites and C2 blues and today it was half that so I mean you're it just changes and it's just like at fishing anywhere it's very susceptible to change it's very hard to pattern 
Are those are those bites when you're when they're firing off like that? Is it like an all day thing, or is it kind of shut on, shut off? Like if you get out there and you're catching them in the morning, like you know it's going to be a good day, or is it kind of like sporadic? Well, yes, yesterday was you know we we were marking them real good there in the morning, and I was kind of in a really small like kind of football area or football field size area that I was kind of marking them and catching them in. It's consistent there for about I don't know an hour and a half. Like every other pass, getting bit, multiples, whatever, catch marlin in there. And then that dried up and I pushed offshore and it was, you know, kind of pushing offshore to where it was the day before I had some bites and kind of had a pick going there for an hour. And then I got out there and they're kind of started flopping around and really started to pick up there for sure. I mean, there in the afternoon, it was me, the fish tank. And uh, another local boat here, the Frenzy, and it was it was about as strong as you wanted it. Wait, isn't the fish tank out of Los Sueños? Yeah. Same Most right. fish in the world. Oh, gotcha. Dang. Well, you guys will fish the same waters from the two places? Well, I mean, there's there's two kind of main rocks here, the corner of the Furino. And then, you know, Los Sueños has Cabo Blanco, Carrillo. There's a bunch of different edges that they all fish. Uh, out of Capos here, we have, you know, we fit either fish the corner, Bruno, the pocket, or Cano, which is kind of my favorite. But it, it hasn't really been happening down there right now. Bad. That's sick. Making us jealous. Yeah. It's different, man. Definitely different. That's for sure. You just never know here, man. It, it The problem here right now is there's nobody fishing and there's just so much ocean. So, it's like, you could literally go exploring tomorrow and run 50 miles to the south and find them. And it'd be totally epic and nobody knew what was going on down there. It's not like Miami or even Ocean City where, you know, there's 200 boats fishing and you have a rocker's report giving you a report of bodies of life. It's just, you know, we get a satellite image and some current shots and that's it. You kind of, sometimes you just got to go and do it. The rocks don't, don't uh, have any service down there? No, we have Terrafin or Hilton's here. A similar type thing? Mm-hmm. It's similar, but you don't have like a a data field. You know, you don't have like an influx of like you should go here and start here if you want to catch the X, Y, and Z. It's just like you you have to be rough. Right. You have you have what you're looking at. You're just reading. Correct. Reading the colors. That's it. That's good though. Yeah, I mean, it's all good, man. Hell yeah. It's all good. You still got that sushi? Yeah, I'm about to roll right now. Nice. I'm hungry. You got your, are you fluent in Spanish yet? Uh, no. <laughs> hmm. No, I'm getting better though, for sure. You still got the tutor every day? No. No, that ended about six months into it. Yeah, you had <laughs> yeah, a Spanish tutor? Yeah, absolutely. When I first came here. Oh, Will knew how to say it was 
I, I knew it was live. What'd you say? What's that? I said I said when you first moved, the only thing you know to say was Uno Dos Trace. Yeah, dude, it, it wasn't much. You know, but Costa Rica is also really friendly, dude. A lot, a lot of people speak English there? Yeah. yeah. That's nice. I mean, it's, it's, if I didn't want to learn Spanish, I wouldn't have to, you know? So what you're saying, it's like living in Miami, but different. I think Miami's more Spanish. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the people down there have an interest in maybe learning English. You know, Miami's more Spanish, but... At least it's not a wild zoo on the streets on, on spring break. <laughs> Dude, Miami sucks. I drove from there today. It took me – you know you know Mike Green? Yeah. Yeah, I met with Mike Green today, and I drove literally the from – Mike Green? Huh? What, are you sick? No, I'm not sick. What do you, got, what do you leave me with a lawyer for? Oh, no, I was just – I was having lunch with him. Oh, I gotcha. Yep. We fished with him on the Pisces. Dude, ask Mikey about fucking fishing on the owls or something. It's funny as shit. Yeah. Damn, you missed that boat? Yeah, I love fishing, Maddie and Mikey and Aaron and Jesse and all them guys. Yeah, we had a fun little squad in the uh, in the Jimmy Johnson. It was me, Greg, Chris, Mikey, Steve Smith. Um, Your boy with the nasty feet. Slender. He's got some massive feet, all right. They're all good people, man. I can't say nothing about any of them. I love them all. Yeah. Dude, the best part was we were sitting there, and, and Chris had never met Slender before, and I was like, and he was like ordering around Greg's new mate to do stuff, and I was like, can you imagine him and Will next to each other? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the downfall of Slender when I started working for the men. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I can only imagine when Will first started here and these kids giving Will orders. I'm like, Will isn't taking any orders from anybody but Greg. No, uh, that quickly became my orders. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know? man, God, rightfully so. Anyway, I got I'm a roll here. Yeah, Good buddy. talking to y'all, guys. Man, I'm glad y'all are doing so well. Yeah, man, you too. Come down and see you soon. Well, stop being a little bunch of fucking pussies and come down. (laughs) I guess COVID's not an excuse anymore. Dude, you guys are acting like a bunch of fucking assholes. Just come down here and fish, man. Uh, All right, man. You guys enjoy your night. I appreciate the phone call. All right, brother. Later. See you guys. And there we had it. Guest of the evening, star guest. We got him on the phone. Will Ochi. Nah. <laughs>